are listening to Dungeons and Drama Nerds, a podcast exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games. Great. Uh, so we settle back into the fadeaway, and let us pick up with uh, Borug and Vance, as Vance shows Borug around. Where would you like to take our shark-toothed man? Um, I think I probably will start with like the armory in the garage and um, just kind of walk him through all of that. But as we walk, I just kind of want to talk and get a, a sense of why temptation, because I'm suspicious of this person. Gotcha. So uh, let's see. It's not Rita Sitch. What would be the best one for this? There's also Rita Person. Oh, that perfect. Let's read a person. <laughs> all right. Oh, amazing. Sharp is another uh, one of my highlighted stats. Oh, no. I'd say uh, uh, five. A five. So mark experience as well. Uh, you may ask one anyway, but be prepared for the worst. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go with um, what's your character? What is What are they really feeling? Oh, no. Wait, can I take it back and do a different one? Uh, what does your character intend to do? <laughs> Is probably more useful. What does your character intend to do? Um, but be prepared for the worst. That's so ominous. I know. Yeah, I think Borug, uh, I think this is what happens is you ask him that and he sort of flushes a little bit. Like he looks almost uncomfortable answering the question. And uh, after what seems like way too much time thinking, he finally says something like, I'm still trying to figure that out. That's fair. I respect that. Um, but let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Thank you. Is there um, is there a cheap place to live? Do I need to rent a room for a couple nights while I, I was hoping to make more money to be able to afford something, you know, enough keys to get something small before finding some work? Are you a fighter by trade? He nods slowly and he says, um, but I think, I think once my time in Troka comes to an end. I think I want to leave that part of me behind. I understand. Um, well, I was going to offer you a, a place in our, in our ranks as, as some form of trade, but if you're not interested in that, I'm sure we can work something else out. He nods and he goes, uh, maybe as a fallback, I'm not, I'm not against it, but do you have something else we, that you can offer to our community? He goes, I don't know yet. I was hoping to find. I'll keep that in mind. Um, we can put you up for a few nights uh, free of charge while you're here. You can see how, how you fit in, how you like it. Then um, you and I can talk in a few days' time. Thank you. That's incredibly kind of you. Sure. Uh, should should we go back to Troka? Yes, I think that'll be good. And we'll switch on over to Vector and Shepard. Uh Shepherd is a uh, a woman with long black dreads, um, tied back in a bun. Sort of a fierce expression always on her face. You know, uh, you've she's seen you before. She's been into Troka a couple times to watch and enjoy some of the fights, and uh, you know, partake in some of the 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 night life there. Um, but has generally kept her distance from you, and she she eyes you up and down as you both walk towards uh, the quartermaster. So, Shepherd. How are things? Well, you know, temptation is temptation. So baby hold, just working. I wouldn't call it a baby hold. I mean, it's new, but like, I think of it as blossoming. 
I think of it as up and coming. Well, aren't we feeling poetical today, Vector? You know, it's just I've had a lovely day and I've had a lovely morning. Um, and I just always love getting to hang out with all of Vance's esteemed soldiers and esteemed guard. Yeah, she doesn't seem to be falling for your flattery. <laughs> um, your of course she's not. reputation precedes you, Vector. <laughs> Uh, I, I imagine Z has quite the reputation <laughs> in temptation. Oh, absolutely. I'm the worst. <laughs> um, you you have an assigned guard to go pick up supplies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you, you uh, Shepard, you know, doesn't seem too particularly interested in conversing with you, is more intent on doing her job and making sure you don't run off and grab everything in sight. Partially because of rumors, you know, partially, you know, I imagine rumors get around that you like can just make things disappear under everyone's noses. You know, you always get what you want. And so you make your way over to the quartermaster and, you know, there's a there's a person there behind the desk who looks up and gets that sort of like, oh, no, it's you. Look. <laughs> um, with, I imagine, some noodle incident attached, pineapple incident. Um, but there you are, you know, at the quartermaster. What sort of things are you looking to pick up today? Uh, it's mostly food. It's mostly things like um, staples, rice, bread, pastas, lots of grains, lots of really high energy foods, so proteins, um, and of course, eggs. Uh, I would never forget the eggs. Uh, I have a handwritten <laughs> list, and like it's someone else's handwriting, and in my handwriting at the bottom, in like really beautiful cursive, is scrawled the word eggs. And I like hand the list over, and I'm like, well, um, I'm happy to carry these back myself, but it's going to be such a heavy load. I don't know when I'm going to be back the next time. So maybe, Shepard, you could help me carry some or get another member of the guard to carry some for me. Sure. Shepard will help you carry stuff. They're on assignment for you. But first, to make sure you find everything, we have a move for this, a barter move. Ooh, okay. So when you go into a holdings bustling market looking for something particular to buy, we'll, we'll assume the quartermaster is part of the market. And it's not obvious whether you should be able to just go buy one like that, such as eggs, roll plus sharp. Ooh, I don't think my sharp is very good. But I do get a mark improvement for that because uh, that is one of the cool things. Yeah, that's a zero. Okay, that's not bad. That's a seven on the dice. So seven total. Great, so I choose one. And, uh... I'm going to say that uh, eggs are not readily available. Um, it's not openly for sale. Um, but you find someone who sold it recently who may be willing to introduce you to their previous buyer. Of course. Uh... And so, uh, you know, the quartermaster is going to tell you that eggs aren't in stock. The last one was out. <laughs> and But the last person who bought it was uh, Jericho, the, the local hocus. Great. Well, Jericho's been in Troca once before. It's been a while, but I'm sure that I can talk to them. And maybe we can come up with an arrangement for something. Do you happen to have an address for Jericho or a place where I could usually find them? Shepard's just going to go, the chapel. (laughs) Shepard, you are just a joy to be around and so full of knowledge. Thank you so much. She's going to narrow her eyes at you and like load up a pallet with the, your supplies. Uh, so you'll go ahead and give your jingle over for the quartermastery stuff. Perfect. We'll have stocked up on pretty much everything on your list except for eggs. Of course, naturally. Uh, and 
Shepard's also going to mumble something to you about how the eggs just haven't been as good recently in Temptation. So maybe you're lucking out. So much of me wants to be like, then screw the eggs. But that was the one thing I promised AZ. So I'm like, you know what? I think it'll be worth it. And, you know, they are a rare commodity around these parts. So if we have to leave Temptation and go to another nearby hold, I am happy to make that journey. Great. Um, Shepard's like, cool, I don't really care. <laughs> it's going to keep carrying your stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think like I have like a small bag of food and Shepard has like a pallet loaded on her back. And she's just lugging it along, just sort of like, my shift ends in like two hours. <laughs> um, I don't think the phenomenal shifts technically, but sure, whatever that sentiment is. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Shepard will actually, as she's taking your stuff, she'll take the small bag you have as well and head back towards Troka and point you towards the chapel. Awesome. I don't think I'm going to the chapel right away. I think I want to, uh, do some, yeah, I'm just going to like swing through markets and just eavesdrop and try to like glean some information on a roundabout way to the chapel. Ooh, gleaning information on a roundabout way. Um, is there a move for that? <laughs> Look through through. It could be a Rita Sitch. It's not charged enough for a Sitch, but I feel like you yeah. Roll. Let's just do a sharp roll then, with like cool. just roll sharp and see if you can glean any information just by overhearing because you're kind of eavesdropping. Well, that was a three, so I don't think I can overhear anything. I think you are just sort of so enamored with marketplaces in general. There's so much happening. It's a little overwhelming because, like, the temptation uh, we we set up the temptation has a bustling market, and like that's one of the main draws. So you're just sort of like, oh my god, there are so many people. I feel like I recognize people from Speakeasy. Oh my god, is that a demon? No, it's just a person with weird hair. And you're like, there's so much happening that you don't really pay attention to any of the information coming by you. But do mark experience or mark improvement. Perfect. Uh, yeah, and I'm definitely like. I'm super, super vain, so I imagine, like, pretty people walking past me, I'm, like, immediately forgetting my mission. Like, I probably forget about the eggs for a good 20 minutes, because I'm like, oh my god, look at how pretty. <laughs> All the pretties going by. Uh, yeah, and you you find nothing. Uh, Perfect. So, yeah, let us come back together as everyone seems to be headed back towards Troka, yes? I think even Sydney and, and uh, AZ are headed back for the fight. Uh, so, Borug and Vance, and how convenient that everyone seems to arrive back at the same time. Um, and there you are, and Borug is, uh, is going to go stretch and limber up for the fight with uh, AZ. Uh, is there anything anyone would like to do before the fight? Um, I want to go talk to Baruch again. Sure. And, uh, you, you know, Bar- you'll see Baruch stretching and warming up and he'll, he'll look up at you and give you sort of a, a nod. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also doing some stretches. I'm showing off a little bit, doing some, some deep lunges, etc. Um, I read, or, or you said that I gleaned earlier that he was moving like, he was also from the Junkway, is that correct? I did. Great. So I'm just going to say, you're from the Junkway. And he's going to respond, you're from the Junkway. I just smile. And he's going to sort of smile back, sharpen teeth and all. Great. I say, this is going to be fun. Because I'm actually looking forward to it, probably. 
a chance to fall, we'll call it. <laughs> I laugh. Like, okay, you're learning. And he goes, uh, when did you leave the junkway? Two years ago. Two years ago. And he's gonna, he's like, I thought I recognized you. I thought I saw you around. How about you? A couple days ago. Wow, freshy. Freshy, yeah. And he sort of gets sort of a sad, distant look on his face. And then uh, just continues stretching. What's next? He goes, "Mm, hopefully I'll find that. I hope so, too. You know, it's just like, you like this gig? It's all right. Can't stand that. Vain as hell. Vector, but, you know, as long as I get my eggs, I'm happy. Is that code for something? No. Actual eggs. (laughs) Yeah. You'll see. I, I suppose I will, won't I? And uh, <laughs> he'll smile and continue stretching. And uh, AZ? AZ, where'd you go? Gosh. Sydney wanders into the stretching room. They're so fast. Oh, there you are. And Sydney's got like fruits. Uh, so he, he left a little after you because you kind of stormed off. And he was like, I gotta get some fruits because I'm an anxiety eater. So he has like a couple plamangos, some avocados just like in his shirt. So he's like lifted up the bottom of his shirt and that's how he's carrying them around. And he like pushes an avocado into your hand. And he's like, you gotta eat one of these. They're very high in fat, which is not the good part. But that's the avocado part. And then the banana has lots of electrolytes, so it'll stop cramps. So you gotta eat one. Here you go. I'm gonna go as far away as I can, but still in distance to watch, because I can't turn away. And he, like, hustles off. I say, I say, wait, you got one for my friend? Oh, yeah, sure. Here, have one of these plamangos. They're actually my favorite. <laughs> bite into it and just go, taste purple? No, 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 no. That's the mango you're tasting. The plum is just for the skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell's a plum? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I would n- normally like to explain, but your t- t- teeth are a little scary, so I'm gonna, you know, just... He's gonna, like, hide his teeth a little bit and sort of look at the ground. Okay, bye. <laughs> I give I give Sydney an an admonishing look before he leaves. Right. Sorry. Uh, I'm not supposed to say say things like that out loud. Oh, dang it. Dang it, Sydney. <laughs> he like beats at his head a little bit with one hand while he's like holding the rest of the fruits in his shirt pocket thing. Borug will give you sort of an awkward pat on the shoulder as if to say they're there. <laughs> oh gosh, touching. Okay. <laughs> And then Sydney will, like, go walk away, but he'll be, like, mumbling to himself, okay, the shark man can't hurt you anymore. The shark man can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> but he doesn't say it, like, in earshot. He knows. He knows. Um. So, yeah, so we gear up for the fight. It's going to be single combat. When you do single combat with someone, there's no quarters. Exchange harm. But first you're going to roll hard. Uh, so, uh, Vector, would you like to MC the fight? Uh, we'll see... We'll see how many people have showed up. Uh, it looks like 
with Troka's arrival and you know your science and your you know your sex workers doubling as advertisers like and like being like barkers getting people there's there's quite a crowd like the hold is not that big as far as people go but there's a pretty big turnout for this like whenever Troka comes into a town it's an event and so all the movers and shakers of temptation are there so you know all of all the npcs that put in your lovely sheet have all shown up to watch uh even honey malone the the resident angel is on standby to heal people up if need be because that is literally her job and she looks a little displeased to have to be there <laughs> it's like uh but someone's got to do it <laughs> so what would you like to say to your adoring crowd Welcome, everyone, to Troka. I know most of you are familiar faces, so welcome back. For those of you who have been here before, um, and for those of you who haven't been here before, welcome. Troka is pleasure to the extreme. Troka is pleasure squared. It's where you go when you just need to blow off steam. So... If you haven't been here before, stop by one of my friends over here and a gesture towards some of the sex workers over in the corner. Uh, there's some coupons from my friends over here uh, for a free evening um, with one of our friends here. If you've been here before, I will. We will know, and one of our regular fighters will take care of you. So, um, before we get started. We decided to set up some very exciting entertainment for the afternoon, for the evening. Uh, one of our favorites, one of our regulars, our very own bodyguard, AZ Honey over here, is uh, going to go up against someone who's brand new and hasn't lost a fight yet. We have Baroog, both incredible fighters, both incredibly skilled, both incredibly deadly. Maybe one of them walks out of this alive. Maybe neither of them do. Maybe they both do, but that's not the fun option, right, folks? All right, everyone, settle in, enjoy, and whenever you two are ready, take it away. Great. So there's a, I want to say like a makeshift bell made out of junk is rang. So not like the nice hollow rear clinging, but more of like a dunk. <laughs> and, um, uh, Borug and AZ emerge from their corners and square up in the ring. Uh Borug wastes no time on the attack. So go ahead and roll a 10 plus. Or don't, don't roll a 10 plus, roll 2d6. Wait, 11. 11. Nice. Uh, so you will inflict terrible harm and you will suffer a little harm. So go ahead and see how much how much damage do you do and what are you using? Your bare fit? You have your your melee weapon, right? Oh, is this oh I assumed it was it was bare fist in the ring. You can do bare fist, we can but it, you can fight to the death however you like. Yeah, weapons are fine. Troka is weapon friendly. Yeah, Boruk has approached right. you and he's got both of his hands wrapped in like chains with little like sort of spikes between his fingers. Oh cool. Um, so I looked up types of knives the other night and I found this nifty thing called a woodsman's pal, which is like, it's, you should absolutely look it up. It's kind of like a short machete with like a little hook on it and like a slight head to it. Oh my goodness. It's really cute. It's got a nice wood handle. So that's what I'm using. Great. And based on your, your mechanics, how much harm do you do? I think a three. A three harms. So 
uh, what's going to happen is you describe your opening salvo. What does that look like? So this is a question. For this fight, I want to kind of toy with Baruch a little bit. So I want to do some harm on this first move. So as soon as he goes for me, I sort of replicate him and just uh, step to the side and give him a quick swipe. So that's going to dig in pretty good. He rolled a seven, and so he's going to use that to uh, reduce the harm done to him. So he's not going to take too, too, too much harm. Mm -hmm. But let's see how much harm. The harm circles are new to me. I'm just so used to hit points. Yeah, they're funky. Yeah, reducing from three to two, he's going to go down to six o'clock. So, and he's going to look surprised because that's like the first time he's taken a hit in any of these fights. But you watch as a slow smile comes across his face and he redoubles his efforts and goes to attack you with his sort of bladed chain hands. And he's mm-hmm. like, he will, you'll have reduced the damage, but he'll have done two harm to you. So take one harm, which puts you at the three o'clock on the wheel. Great. Um, but yeah, and I think you two will... Uh, from that opening... When, oh, what's up? Oh, I was going to say, when he hits me, I go down harder than I should. I make a big show of it. I let out a cry, and I, like, cover my face. And he's going to look at you curiously, like, as if with his eyes saying, I didn't think I hit you that hard. And then we'll say that out loud. He'll say, I didn't think I hit you that hard. I give a smile that only he can see as I struggle back up, like pulling myself up to the ring, looking at my audience and tossing my hair back. Yes, they're so good. All right. And so I think uh, he he sort of gets your drift a little bit, but doesn't quite know how to make his body do that like have you ever seen someone who has fight experience trying to do stage combat <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's it's very much like that um and i think so dungeons and drama nerds <laughs> <laughs> it all connects <laughs> dabs um and so i think you know you come in and you both are throwing you know, a good fight. He's starting to get a little showier instead of just coming in at you with deadly efficiency is making bigger swings and making sort of a, while not his metalinguals aren't as, as raucous as yours, but he's getting sort of the idea on how to make a bigger show by showing lines rather than just hitting. And you two are trading blows back and forth for like, you know, a good 30 seconds, you know, and, um, and I think it's time for the next roll. Uh, let's see how this next next exchange goes. Vector, I think you see the crowd is totally into this. This fight has already lasted, what, 30 seconds? So 30 times longer than his other fights. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, your crowd is getting wild, riled up. You see keys being passed back and forth between a whole bunch of people as they're rapidly exchanging bets. And people are... are you know, back in high school, we used to bet people grande combos to do things from Taco Bell. So, like, same sort of thing. It's like, oh, man, I bet you a meal at this place in Temptation that they're going to, you know. And so, yeah, AZ Honey, let's see the next like, next roll off. A little bit. A 10. A 10. Oh, damn. So he also gets an 11. So you both will do harm and you will also reduce harm. So I think because he normally does two harm, it'll be three. So you'll be down to two for you and two to him. That's actually going to take him into the sort of red zone. And so what does this look like? Not dead, but what does this look like? How are you going about this fight now? At this point, I don't want to hurt him anymore. I know for like as soon as I see him actually suffering, 
I don't want to hurt him anymore. In fact, I think I might want to throw him the fight. If he can still pull himself back up and throw a good blow, I'm thinking about taking a good final fall and letting him win. Gotcha. Uh, he's at nine o'clock, and so uh, it w- the harm won't get better or worse by himself, and this will put you at six o'clock as well. So mm-hmm. you will heal with time. Well, let's see. So you're gonna. So he will. He will still pull himself back up. He's not down, um, but you can see mm-hmm. he's struggling after a couple big hits. Like you've actually opened up a couple wounds on him with your knife. As in this, he's done some smaller ones to you, but he mostly mm-hmm. sort of pummels you. So you can feel maybe your rib is a little cracked, and you you've got some definite bruises going to show. And so mm-hmm. I don't think he understands the nature of throwing a fight. So I think what's happening is he's going to come in and like go for a grapple and a throw. And as he goes to kind of like get behind you and suplex you, uh, mm-hmm. you make I think you make this like big show of being like ah, and <laughs> you know sprawl out on the ground, and like I suspect you give him a wink and then like mm-hmm. pass out maybe is that like do you play dead is that what or not dead but like do you feign unconsciousness or how? Yeah, I think he throws me down. I like shakily get up to my elbows. And then dramatically collapse again. And I'm done. Great. And uh, you'll hear that dull bell go off a couple times. And Vector, you watch as the fight comes to an end with Borg winning. Uh, and I know full well that AZ threw the fight. Like, I've seen AZ fight enough to be like, they wouldn't have stopped there. Like, that's not... So I'm like... <sighs> okay. Uh, and then I like go in and make a really big show of like taking Baruch's hand, which I normally don't do. Like the fights normally just end and like people like move off. But I make a really big show of like taking Baruch's hand and holding it up and being like, our champion, our winner this day and always is Baruch. Everyone make him feel welcome here in Temptation. If you have eggs, I've heard they're a particular favorite of his. <laughs> I almost, I almost break when I hear you say that. Mm, who'd have thought that today's light motif would be eggs? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um, the the angel honey is gonna come in, and honey is gonna go ahead and uh, stabilize and heal you both. I think one of the things that uh, I want to happen here is from the angel move, just to highlight that. I think you both from the drugs for a moment and the pain of the treatment are going to babble the truth. Uh-oh. Yeah, so AZ, is there any truth you'd like to babble? I want to say, um, it's so fucking good to meet another one. I thought I was alone. I thought no one else left. Yeah. And you, you, uh, and anyone close. So I think Vector, you will also hear this. As Borug says, uh, I can't believe they're both dead. I don't know how I could ever face them. And then look a little embarrassed. Um, but they're both real covered. I uh, subtly but immediately go over to Polixena. And I'm like, can you just jot that down really fast for me? And I have her jot down both of those two facts. <laughs> both are jotted and added to your repository of secrets. 
Recovered yep. physically, but not emotionally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sydney, being the antithesis of Vector, uh, did not understand that AZ Honey threw the fight and is like anxiety eating to the max. Like, he's just like, oh no, oh no, Leggy, Leggy let him down, oh no. <laughs> oh, Leggy, no. Leggy, team mascot. Um, uh, so I think Borug will sort of smile at you all, the, the four of you, since you all seem to be gathered there, and say, uh, is there a good establishment here? I'd love to take you all for a drink with the winnings. Oh, that's very kind, uh, but payment won't be necessary this is my this is my hold after all well then let's i'll take you all for free drinks um i'll kind of lead us to my favorite drinking establishment um yeah Ooh, does the favorite drinking establishment have a name or should i come up with one? Oh wait no i have a name for it <laughs> i wrote it down uh, 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 uh i prepared things <laughs> A true master of ceremonies. Um, the place is called the Bumblebee Canister. I love that. Uh, so love fun that. story. Is it, it tuna themed? Uh, no. So what it is is um, when I name taverns in my world, they're all variations on Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, great! I love it. So they're they're two they're two dactyls with B and a C. Dungeons and Drama nerds. That's that's hilarious. So yeah. So we've had places like uh. Uh, what is it like the the briar patch, uh, cabbage patch, stuff like that? You know, like it's always ba-da-da-ka-da-da. <laughs> um, so they're all Benedict Cumberbatches. And then oh. one time there was a place called the Yellow Jacket District because it's a synonym for Bumblebee Commonwealth. Perfect. So I will I will lead us all to the Bumblebee Canister. So yeah, so y'all get um, the Bumblebee Canister, and there's Old Susie, the innkeeper bartender. Uh, so this is sort of like a almost a medieval style in a tavern except you know made out of junk um but it's a drinking establishment but they also have rooms that outsiders can rent because a lot of times people will come in get pissed drunk and then you know not leave so <laughs> what better way to take people's money than also charging them rent um so yeah you go on in uh the place is bumbling like i think a lot of the unrest that you are feeling earlier in the day is a little bit alleviated by the arrival of troca you know, even though people had been relatively idle, something about that sort of just watching other people fight and then allowing to just sort of pursue their pleasures in that way has really revitalized your your hold. And which I think is probably the reason why you let Troka come in as, as much of a hassle as they might be sometimes. The other times this is the payoff is that the people of your, like, you know, bread and circuses, right? <laughs> um, your, your peeps have bread, but now they have circuses. Um, I think you're you're greeted by the innkeeper slash barkeeper who goes by the name Old Susie, and they uh they are old. <laughs> that is their defining feature. No, uh, they're they're an old uh, femme presenting person who uh, has sort of been at temptation since the beginning, as far as you can tell. They just sort of appeared there as soon as you started up, and like I have an inn, and that was like what you needed to get started was a place for your workers to sleep, mm-hmm. and the prices have always been reasonable and price is always a little better for you fans uh you get free treatment of course but you know people that are with you 
don't pay either and people so uh they run a pretty decent business here in temptation despite the the many discounts they give um but old cc CC lets you know that um that you know they're you know they go to catch up with you real quick because they haven't seen you a little bit they say oh well you've got a couple new uh residents who've checked in here uh so oddly enough all like uh a bunch of the rooms are full uh one of the people actually just came straight from troca and uh took a room right away huh do you do you know their name uh and they pull out a book and it says uh their name is snow huh yeah so they, they came right off the troca and came they... here and got a room they said they're looking to emigrate here are they are they around uh gonna point over to the corner where you'll see a bald a bald woman uh and as she sort of feels your gaze on her and she looks up and you see that she's got red eyes with like sort of the black veins almost around them very prominently displayed i'm gonna um do a little greeting wave in like a i'm gonna come over in a second way i'm gonna turn back to old Susie and ask them do you do you have a, a spare room for for someone for a few nights on my tab they'll look through and go oh i think i have just one room left let me book it up for them what's the name uh borug Borug, excellent. I'll go ahead and uh, put it there and uh, on your tab. Thank you. And I'm going to go over to Snow. Great. Um, the rest of you all see Vance head on over to this. Uh, honestly, in a world full of strange looking people, this person is very strange looking um, insofar as that her eyes are red. Just like red. And like with like black sclera and these black veins along her eyes. And uh, she'll look up at you as approach and go... Are you the boss around here? Sure am. Uh, my name is Vance. The name's Snow. It's good to meet you. Uh, welcome to Temptation. What what brought you here? Uh, what brought me here? It's the same thing. I suppose I was drawn in by the Temptation of Temptation, as it were. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Yeah, you know, I'm coming in on business, looking through, trying to scope out the market here. As I heard, it was quite quite a good market. Trying to see if I can't establish a nice little supply line. Oh sure. What uh, what wares do you do you sell? Uh, what wares do I sell? Mostly weaponry. Um, it looks like it's not the best place for weapons, but you know you've always got to defend yourself out in the fadeaway. And so it's I dare say, unfortunately, it's not the best weaponry. But hmm. let's talk tomorrow, if you don't mind. Certainly. Should I set up a meeting with your executive assistant, Violet? Huh. Yes, please. She came through here quite earlier. I got to know her real quick. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Um, yeah, and so she'll cheer you with your with her drink. Oh, Joyce, I think. A whiskey, why not? Oh. And uh, we'll continue drinking it as you will go back and drink with Borug and your group. I think uh, the other folks who had watched the fight are also sort of piling into drink. It's drinking hour now. It's like barely lunchtime and it's drinking hour apparently. But here we go. There was a big entertaining fight. You know, so with the lunch hunch, there's plenty of drink going around. And the Hocus Jericho uh, actually pulls, sits down at the table with you all. I've been meaning to talk to you. He goes, I'm, well, I'm glad you found me. Uh, looks like Troka's back in. Vector, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you too, Jericho. It's been a while. I also have been meaning to talk to you. How funny, Vance. Love when we have similar mentalities. Well, I'm sure mine is more important. Oh, yeah. I I also was uh, 
hoping to talk to you today. Mm-hmm. Well, aren't <laughs> I popular? How convenient it is that I sat down here. He says a little unsure of the sudden attention he's receiving from three of the five people there. I, I whisper him, don't worry, I wasn't actually meaning to talk to you, but I wanted to feel included. <laughs> and he goes, that's a bit of a relief. I'm glad you're included. And he'll say something to the effect of like, all blessings of Namara upon you all. It is good to see you. What what are the tidings? How are things in Troka? I miss I'm sad uh I just saw the fight there, Azihani. You're looking spectacular form as always. Thank you, Jericho. He goes, but uh I actually came to talk to Vance first, if you don't mind. I, I would love to uh well, I suppose, uh, premonitions are premonitions, but I, I, from the goddess Namara, have received an f- interesting vision that I thought you should know about. Yes, please share. Because, well, first, I think the thing I noticed was that a dark shadow appeared to be falling on temptation. I'm not quite sure what exactly that means. You know, it, it felt almost like in a, in my vision there was an eclipse and the sun was blotted out over our just this area here. And then I kept seeing visions of termites within the foundations of wood. That sort of rotting away from the inside. It was most disturbing. Um, and then the phrase, I kept hearing several phrases repeated around in many different voices. Uh, two of them, two phrases in particular stuck out. One was, keep the shark teeth alive. And the other was, fear the snow. Wow, that's oddly specific. Because I know I haven't seen any sharks or snow in this area in perhaps ever. Could could we take a walk? Oh, certainly. Um, but Vector, did you did you need me for anything before we do? You talk to Vance first, and then I'll catch up with you after you're done. I know Vance has many many important things. They're a very important person, and I would hate to keep them through this lunch hour. So. You go, take care of this, and then we'll just chat when you get back. Excellent. Well, all right. Well, Vance, uh, let's take a stroll, and he'll take his drink from the bar. You see, he's a... It's sort of a poorly built cider, but it's there. He he keeps pulling a face every time he drinks it, but it's the closest thing he likes to whatever it is he drinks. Um, Vance leaves the table, like, visibly very troubled, and goes with, with Jericho. Yeah, Jericho will lead you over to his chapel. They'll take a walk. It's not too far from the bar. And uh, he'll go ahead and you'll see a couple of the acolytes of Namara moving around there. And you'll see, uh, as you enter the chapel, you'll see that there are several statues to sort of a a very matronly woman-looking figure. Um, Namara, as Jericho has explained to you probably millions of times before, as if, as if you were hearing it for the first time every time, Namara is the old goddess of the motherhood and the moon. It's not nearly as popular a religion as Yulia over in the... the area known as mercy uh and doesn't have nearly as many acolytes as yulia does but he joined this hold in order to set a foothold for his sort of hocus religion here Mm -hmm. but yeah so and it is it is often a little odd that uh people people still call into question they're like you're male but you're a priest of motherhood and he and he always just sort of smiles and like sure i am and goes about his day um, but yeah, so he sits down in one of those sort of like makeshift pews and is like, what troubles you, Vance? Uh, those those phrases 
are are strangely prescient uh, given to to newcomers to temptation. Well, that's a good thing for a premonition. <laughs> sure. I just um I feel I feel uncertain of my path forward. I'd never want to ask anyone to leave, but you see, I two two folks have come in from Troka, one of whom bears the name Snow and one of whom uh, has teeth filed into points. Hmm. Well, that is oddly prescient, isn't it? It's qu- quite specific. I fear what all of these newcomers recently may bring. Well, that is sort of the troubles of a new hold, isn't it? Growing pains, as you call them. You know, we are still relatively new, and you've already developed such a reputation. People are coming in from all over to set up shop here. <sighs> Yes, and I, I don't, I don't believe in turning folks away, but I also can't, can't let danger into our midst. Hmm. Well, what would you have me do, Jericho? Well, tell me. So the man with his teeth filed into points, and the the woman named Snow. What do you? What can you read about them? The woman named Snow seems far more straightforward. Strangely, um, she's a weapons dealer. She says. And we have a we have a meeting set up tomorrow. Um, I say use the meeting to get to know her. Perhaps I don't know how these visions work in their full, but if you fear danger and there's a weapons dealer in your midst, I think that seems pretty cold gut. Keeping the shark teeth alive, I. Well, I. He expressed to me today a wish to to leave, leave the the fighting life, as it were, and make a home here. And perhaps I should encourage that. Well, what does your heart say, though? You seem conflicted on both of those things. What's very strange is that your vision said to fear the snow and keep the shark teeth alive, and yet I trust the snow and and feel suspicion towards the shark teeth. Um, Well, that's the thing with visions from a goddess. Maybe fearing them is like the old ways, you know? You fear something by having all and you keep alive someone you know what is the old saying keep your friends close but your enemies closer uh-huh could be that could, could be, be that, that you keep the shark teeth alive in order to that he leads you to something whether you trust him or not and perhaps you fear the snow simply because she's powerful mm. i'm not entirely sure but well you know that this is not my strength you have many others with whom you can rely on. I suppose Vector is a very helpful person to ask. Z does get to the bottom of secrets. That is true. Perhaps perhaps we might uh, have a conversation later. Thank you, Jericho. Uh, also, am I wrong in understanding that Sydney is building a sort of spy network? He is. I have sort of let him do his do his own thing um therein is a bit of a moral dilemma isn't it could yes. would you spy on your potential citizens if they've represented a danger to you hmm. much to consider absolutely but know that we're behind you vance we're here because you believe in your we believe in your vision as much as you do so whatever choices you make we will do our utmost to support it. Thank you. 
Thank you for your vision. Thank you for your advice. Absolutely. Shall we return for more drinks? Indeed. So you all head back to uh, the Bumblebee canister. And uh, so what have Vector, AZ, and Sydney been up to this time with Borug? Not long after we arrived, I leaned over to Borug and said, you know, usually when you invite one person out for drinks, you don't invite all their friends. And he's going to sort of like, oh, I wasn't, I guess I was caught up in the moment. It's, um, you know, life in the junk way. You don't really have a lot of time for friends. It's just nice to be surrounded by nice people. I'm glad. Keep getting caught up in the moment. Doesn't come often. He nods. He goes, this is admittedly some of the happiest I've been in a little bit. You're welcome. Honestly, if I had my way, I would be back in my room right now. But sometimes it's a lot easier to walk the same direction as everyone else rather than try and push past like a ton of people to get where I want to go, you know? So, Borg shakes his head because I don't know that. Would you like to go back to your room now, honey? Oh, that's okay. I don't want to be a bother. And he's sitting there with like a smoothie. <laughs> Avocana smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I ask, uh, so how did it feel? To get back up when it was tough. He goes, I mean, no different than any time I've done it before. Um, I guess I'm in the middle of doing that right now. Sorry for being scared of your t- teeth earlier, I guess. He goes, no, I did that to be scary. I don't understand that decision. Because, well, it it did their job, right? We... When you were when you live on the junkway, you're constantly protecting the fade away from demons and raiders and all sorts of unsavory people. And so when you sharpen your teeth into points like this, they really don't want to fuck with you. That sounds like an actual nightmare. Mm-hmm. The junkway is a nightmare. I'm glad I left it. Because nothing against General Yang, of course. He is a great man, if a very harsh man. So you're you're ho- hoping to stay here then? That's the great hope. Oh, does that mean you're going to scare away demons and raiders and other things that come here? Oh, hopefully I find something simpler to do. Maybe I'll try farming or maybe I'll try bartending. I don't know yet. If you get a room next to my room, will people be less likely to visit me? Because it's a possibility. Is that something you want? Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I gotta work on it. Where, have you seen Vance? I need to talk to Vance. Vance left with Jericho like 15 minutes ago. Dang. Well, I'm sure if you talk to Vance, you might even be able to get a room. I could probably, I don't know, maybe put you up in my place for a little while. It's, a, it's got a lot of plants and electronics, so it's pretty warm. You could, you know, keep people away. And he sort of nods and goes, Are you okay? (laughs) Um, He looks a little confused and gets a little flush on his face, which I think the very sharp vector (laughs) will immediately pick up on. 
oh, I like this guy. I had I had misgivings before because of how sharp your teeth were, but then I saw the value of how sharp your teeth are. Because there is a lot of value in sharpened teeth, and he seems to be like blushing a little bit as he continues to drink. Do I pick up on the blush as well? I think you both do, having spent a couple days with him now, observing. Okay. This is like the most emo- expression he's shown on his face. Um, I think in the midst of all this, I've like been talking to waiters and everything. Uh, and just mentioning, like, I would love some eggs to just appear in my introca. Uh, I have a move for that. Go ahead and roll for it. Uh, so it's fingers in every pie. Uh, put up, put out the word that you want a thing. Could be a person, could be something, something. Could even just be a thing. And roll plus hot on a 10 plus blah, blah, blah. Uh, so let's see how that goes. I love the egg subplot that we have. <laughs> it's great. This is uh, the front that John John never thought we would follow. <laughs> uh, so that's a seven, a five on the dice plus two is a seven. Um, so on a seven to nine, well, your people make an effort and everybody wants to please you. And close is close, right? Close is close. <laughs> um, I, it's so. I think um, in true millennial spirit, what's going to happen is when you get back to Troka, someone will have gotten you silken tofu, which is what people uh, use to make vegan scrambles. Uh, amazing. Oh, I'm just going to have to get cooked up before AZ Huddy gets back. So they'll just not know. I thought, you, I thought you were about to go like full genie and be like, it's caviar. <laughs> I was thinking about that, but I was like, oh man, like caviar would be even rarer. And weirdly enough, Virginia is like a number one exporter of tofu in the States. So like it's there it, for a while it was their number one export above tobacco, which is insane. The more you know, rainbow swoosh. Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percy Hornack, and Nick Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertaldine. Irremediably Home, our Apocalypse World campaign, features John John Johnson as the writer and master of ceremonies, Percy Hornack as Vance Holiday, T.P. Huth as Vector, Ella Mock as AZ Honey, and Dex Fan as Sydney Thorpe. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at DNDramaNerds, and on Facebook at Dungeons and Drama Nerds. For cast bios, head to our website, dungeonsanddramanerds.com. Tune in next week for a new commentary episode.